0: This is the Liberty Hour, where these important issues will be discussed for the sake of America's future. With a cigar in one hand and a copy of the Constitution in the other, here's your host, Sean Thompson.
1: This is the Liberty Hour podcast, Post Voter Extravaganza, and you know I, I've, I've been listening to. Uh, first of all, I, I, I love you know people know by now. Dan Prop is a dear friend of mine. I love him even when I hate him. Love him. But did you hear him today? He sounded awful depressed. All the callers. By the way, if you want to give me a call, tell me what you're going to do, what your plans are, how you feel. It's 312-642-5600. Particularly, I want to know about those people who planned uh, kind of a a time extortion uh, or leaving the state where you were going to uh, flee after certain things happened in your life. Are you rethinking that now? Um, give us a call and let me know. But, uh, you know, I've been listening and everybody's so sad. This is a conservative talk radio station in Chicago, Illinois. Did you need to pull up next to a a hybrid Toyota Yaris with two hundred four 400 400-pound transvestites in it with a vagina hat on to figure out your fellow Illinoisan is not a capitalist, your fellow Illinoisan is not somebody who wants the advantage of individual liberty, that, in fact, your fellow Illinoisan just wants more free stuff. I mean, we're 70 years Of an imploding, corrupt economy. In fact, we are so open and notorious, riddled with corruption, that it's pay to play from state line to state line. And everybody knows it. You walk around like there is some big shock. Yesterday was exactly what Illinois deserved, should have gotten, and really, at some level, expected. Are you you shocked by any of this? It was a tremendous night for organized crime labor unions. Big, big night for the corrupt pension schemes that are used to steal our, our property virtually every month. Big night for welfare and Medicaid. In fact, it couldn't have come out any better in Illinois... Then when you have a congresswoman, and this has been my argument, if you've listened to the calls for the last few years, it's always Congress that's the most important body of politic for the general citizen. It's always Congress. They're the ones who write the laws. They're the ones who borrow the money, who spend the money, who make the decisions on bureaucracies, these these, uh, little cabals like uh, Consumer Financial Protection Bureau and all this other nonsense. That's who it's most important. We have a representative republic versus a ruling class. So are you really surprised? I think the perfect kind of congressperson from the open and notorious corrupt state of Illinois is the kind who doesn't own any real estate, who lied, lied at every step of her resume in Underwood. The idea that anybody would vote for this scoundrel shows you what your fellow Illinoisan is. So there's no shower you can take to get clean enough. You just got to get to a point where you stop participating. Now you could stop participating on many levels. I know a lot of guys that uh, I used to work with that just said, you know what? At this point, it's not worth it for me to worry about how to succeed anymore. It's not worth it. When a welfare system has been created that it's more advantageous to be a part of than it is to fund it, why, why go to work? I've got guys in the other room, young kids. I mean, it, I, I hate to tell them this. They're young kids. Most of them have no real... Th- family obligations with uh, kids of their own and so why would these kids work their tail off get up at three o'clock in the morning to have 50 percent of their pay taken from their check and the rest of it to go to high taxes on 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 stuff that government wants to hide from you because here's what's going to happen in the triple lindy of democrat corruption in illinois everything from your sale tax to your sin tax to your income tax to your property tax it's going up baby and all of you dimwits who sat idly by as your sister-in-law in in her size 16 yoga pants said, I'm going to vote for Caston. I think I'll vote for Underwood. You deserve it. You deserve it. The guys who don't deserve it are the guys like, frankly, the kids in the other room. The guys who knew what right side was, fought vehemently hard against it, and they're the true victims because we've allowed ourselves to be pulled off into this permanent victimization because we don't know what government is anymore. We think it's mommy and daddy and cradle to grave. And in Illinois, during this these, these commercials that we've all been inundated with, which what feels like five years, it's really more like five months, you just sat there. You just sat there and you let, and, and, and then the early voting. How many people were early voting for Underwood before they realized everything in her resume, her claim to who she was, to where her perspective came from, It was all a lie, all a ruse. And now you're going to you're going to I don't know what we're going to do. Here's the good news. This is what we kind of talked about yesterday. I have a tendency to talk a lot about the philosophy of freedom and the philosophy of liberty rather than the specific issues that uh, most shows are made up of, right? They take 15 minutes or they take 8 minutes and they grab a specific issue and they talk about it. I want to lay the groundwork of the overall philosophy because the issues should be put up against that philosophy. That philosophy is the only wall that needs to be built. That philosophy is what you constantly use as a barometer of what government is and what it isn't. And in Illinois, we don't have that. We have never had that because since the 50s, since the 50s, people figured out it was better to be in on the scam than fight against it. And this is what you have. And this is how you have this fraud, fraud, casting, uh, fraud, Underwood, fraud, Pritzker. And they are completely at the helm. And how is it, how is it made possible? It's made possible because we, as the, as the party of the resistance against this kind of socialism, we put in Bruce Raunier. Bruce Rauner, who didn't deserve to be there. Peter Roskam, who was primaried by Kinzinger, I believe it was Kinzinger, right? Two years ago, he was primaried and he he won handily. Why? Because the very businesses that fund Roskam to bring home the bacon, they got out their infrastructure of corruption and they said, you know, we got to keep Roskam in. Well, how'd that work out for you? Because Roskam was elected in '06, To be quite frank with you, casting is a disaster. And I came on and said, you got to vote for Roskam. There's no question about it. But are you surprised that he lost? Because Roskam's been silent, silent against the, the, the TARP, against really, and, and the whole thing with Obamacare. So he voted against it once Trump got in. Do you not think that people on the know didn't realize what was going to happen with McCain? Do you think it was a real surprise so all of these welfare programs, this is the tyrant's best friend. These are his utensils, his tools. So Obamacare, after this House victory, not only is it here to stay, it will be expanded and strengthened, and you will be more of a servant to it. So you better get all your, your passports up to date, because if there was a way to buy stock in out-of-country medical procedures, that's really the, the forecast of the future, as long as you're picking stock uh, you want to talk about the upswings in the economy. That's going to be the economy. Because we refuse to put up an argument against a failed socialist program that in the shortest amount of time has done the most damage because it seized one-fifth of our economy. And Roscom, who was sent there as a conservative from really a, a tremendously overtaxed district now, the 19th district. Or no, not the 19th district. What's his district? all of the the suburban uh, housewives, they all voted their husbands money away and their money away for that matter. So as their taxes increase, as their property taxes increase, as these bureaucracies of which Sean Kasten is a tremendous part of this global warming uh, regime against people, as this gets more oppressive, thank them. Make sure they know they're the ones that did it. So on the state level in Illinois, as much as I'm, You know, I'm saddened. Are you shocked? Are you really shocked? And Peter Roskam, I'm assuming this is his concession. Hold on, and let's let's listen to the real, hardcore, principled, fundamental conservative.
2: And it is a great blessing. And while I wish I had won the election tonight, I didn't. So what we do is you rub some dirt on it, and you deal with it. And so that is the process that we're in, and that is how democracies work. And so, look, as we move forward and we deal with disappointment in the short run, we've got to recognize that in God's great plan, he's got a wonderful plan for each one of us. Yeah, God wanted and Sean Caston. I am so looking forward to right. interacting with each of you in these days and weeks and months ahead. So thank you for the encouragement that you've been to me. <laughs> I especially want to thank all of Team Roskam, led by Ashley Haycock, the best campaign yeah. manager Nobody ever. Nobody loses like you, baby. David Mark, my Chief of staff, great guy, and so many others yeah. who have been who have been so helpful. So thank you all. And I'm just trying to think that I forget anybody, I don't think so. <laughs> all right, God be with you. Thank you yeah. very much. Goodbye. Thank you. Good night. Thank you.
1: There you go. And Peter Roskin will just go off to be a trust fund baby like he was before he got the position. 312 642 5600 So now you've got all of the socialists in place. And we have a decision to make. There's there's a couple of ways to, to play it. You could uh, stop producing, and you could go on the system, which is really what the, a great many of your neighbors do. And some of them do it voluntarily, and then others do it because they can't succeed in a climate that is so oppressive to small business, that is so oppressive to uh, capitalism, that is so oppressive to earners. So some of us tied up, and, and this is my situation to a certain extent you tie up your money in your own real estate in your own investment properties and now you can't get out of them because here's what no one peter and his campaign manager and his campaign this is the argument they should have had the policies of illinois have destroyed the rights of the property owner in illinois that from town to town commercial real estate that is not subsidized and by that i mean the city of chicago i would say 30% of chicago is subsidized 30% of the of the clout is on tif or certain special tax exemptions and 30% float the boat for the rest they are the, they are the true victims that's the breakdown in the city of chicago which still doesn't move real estate the way it should the big bulk in in real estate is the is the financed and inside tenancy section eight housing that you see going up and they point to it like it's condos flying off the market. But Roskam didn't do that. Roskam didn't talk about the problems we have or the principles it takes to fix those problems. Roskam just said, I'm better than the other guy. And why? Because I've been in there since 06 and I'm going to support Trump. It's this is, this is the point you're pulled off into this tribalization, into the celebrity politics. And what happens is last night, was a tremendous win for government. It was a tremendous win for the strength of government and the ability to borrow, spend, because those are the chains of tyranny used against us. And in Illinois, we are the spear tip of the failure because we were among the first to implement not just the socialism, but the corruption that goes with it. And the corruption that goes with it has a power that is unquestioned. And that is in the, in the Underwood election, I think, is the most example. It is, it is truly a comedy act. It is a national disgrace that a congressperson who lives with her mommy and daddy just in time for the election, who in 2016 flew in to vote, really, how is that anything but illegally? Now she lives with her mommy and daddy, so what she, the, the laws and the repercussions of her failure do not affect her personally. She has no skin in the game other than her mom and dad and their taxes go up. And believe me, if Barack Obama showed you one thing, it's that the corruption that they have through, uh, through proximity, through people that know them, they'll be able to offset the tax increase. Underwood's mommy and daddy are going to be fine with the tax increase that they suffer on their house if they already don't have a senior freeze. But the people who voted for her elected a politician that will never suffer the repercussions of her decisions. Never. No matter what she does, it doesn't affect her. She's going to go off to Washington like the rest of them. She'll never, ever come here except for photo ops, like her commercial where she was in a dentist's office with her little uh, a costume man pretending to be a health care provider. So the people of Illinois that voted for Underwood, they are the the oppressor. They are the perpetrator. We are the victims. So as a victim, you have a couple decisions to make. You either stop producing or you get the hell out of the state. I don't see how you can have it any other way. Now, there's a couple people who fled to Wisconsin. Wisconsin is a particularly um, curious decision to me. Scott Walker took that state from a failed economic state, from a state that was just as, as knuckled under by the true mafia of organized labor called uh, public sector unions, and he and he turned it around. And the people had too much of it. Too, so when, you know, I, I used to listen to Trump when he would come out. Are you tired of winning? The answer is Wisconsin's tired of winning. Wisconsin was tired of winning, and they hired that guy who doesn't look too well to me. Have you seen this guy? It's like Stephen Hawking could walk. I can't figure out how you throw this guy in office. I'm not quite sure. I didn't pay too much attention to his qualifications. I believe he's a teacher from Madison. So if, I, if history has showed us anything, it's that teachers really, teachers, they're, they're a step below lawyers when it comes to running anything. But the that's Wisconsin. So I feel we have a friend of the show. Um, if you heard of her, she's Candace from DuPage. She jumped up to Wisconsin. I feel bad for her a little bit because uh, she's in Wisconsin, and she's about to get illinois and see, that's the other thing. We now can be an adjective. Man, oh man, did you get Illinois? Because that's what is about. That's what's on the book. And here's the thing: you got what? Three months to be uh, before these people take over their office, and then they really get to run up against um, Trump policies. But there's a little turd in the punch bowl that was discussed during a uh, Stephen Moore interview with one Dan Prof this morning. And one thing I do love about the guys here, I was listening to the interview, and I sent a text to my guy, Justin. I said, hey, Justin, can you chop up this interview? So you're going to hear Stephen Moore during the uh, Dan Prof morning show interview this morning, and there's something that he said that I found particularly um, interesting.
3: Wow, it's amazing. I mean, look, for the Republicans, this was, uh, I think, there's a lot of um, size of relief um, last night was not a, was certainly not a, a wonderful night for Republicans, but the blue wave didn't happen. It was a blue ripple. and you know the, obviously the Republicans, uh, what they lose, what, what's the latest count on how many they lost in the House at thirty? But you know the, the Senate races, um, you know I think they're going to be up four possibly. There's a, I think three that are still up. So look, I mean this is not the blue wave that, that Democrats thought. All of their star candidates—what's uh, his name, Bino or Bino? Or yes, yes. Texas. He he went down, and of course the um, Gillum went down in uh, in uh, Florida. Florida. The uh, lady went down in, in Georgia. These were the ones that were on CNN every single two hours for the last two months, and so I think. Repo- and by the way,
1: by the way, my ADD is kicking in. And when he said the lady went down in Georgia, tell me that shouldn't be a country song. Just a little side note. All right, let's listen to the rest of them.
3: Wow, it's amazing. I mean, oh, you
1: know, I, I look, it. I thought for it, it was right from there.
3: This was, uh, I think, it. It a lot of um, sighs of relief. Um, Last night was not a was certainly not a, a wonderful night for Republicans but the blue wave didn't happen it was a blue ripple and you know the obviously the Republicans uh whether lose what what's the latest count on how many they lost in the house at 30 but you know that the 32 races, I would think Stephen uh, Moore
1: would know that you know I think 32 be
3: up four possibly there's a, i think three that are still out so look i mean this is not the blue wave that the democrats thought all of their star candidates. Uh, what's his name? Bino or Bino? Bino was <laughs> yes, Texas. Yes. He he went down, and of course the um, Gillum went down in uh, in uh, Florida. Florida. The uh, lady went down in, in Georgia. These were the ones that were on CNN every single two hours for the last two months. And so I think. Repo- and by the way. This is going to sound counterintuitive, and I didn't say this before the election because I didn't want to uh, discourage people from voting. But I actually think that Trump is very well set up right now. I wanted the Republicans to lose the House. Uh, They've lost the House. Now this gives Trump – Trump needs to run against something. And who better in the United States of America to run against than the least popular politician in the country? That's Nancy Pelosi. And so I think this sets up Trump. Well, uh, for 2000 and, and the Republicans for 2020 and 2020 is really the one that matters. This was just a uh, this is just a warm up.
1: Now, to me, that's the equivalent of Toto pulling the curtain um, to expose the Wizard of Oz is just a frail old man who wants to run a sideshow scam. That's everything to me that I have been saying for two decades that this is an in, really a, a, a what do you, when you play cards, oh, this is a bottom deal, shell-rigged Monty Hall game. What do you mean? You're an advisor to the president. And secretly, you didn't want to say it before the election. But you kind of wanted the Republicans to lose. Why? Because you knew that they borrowed more in 2018 than they did in 17? Because you knew that the Republicans took the House in 08. And since 08 to now, the debt has more than doubled. Because you knew that the infrastructure spending can really move forward in the corrupt scam that they cooked up in some union hall in Cook County across the nation. This, to me, is an eye-opening admission. And the reality is, whether you like Trump or not, I actually think Trump is at home when dealing with political prostitute whores like Democrats. This is where he made his money all of his life. He could play the game. Now, I mean, now the spotlight's on him. He can't move as freely as he did in the shadows when he was strictly a, a, a developer, paying off Rahm Emanuel, paying off Cuomo and Schumer, who he's been giving money to since the 70s. So, to a certain extent, I kind of agree with the fact Trump is sure he'll be able to work with the Democrats. He's been buying and selling them like two-bit whores for 45 years. And now he can do it without his money but with our money. But what does this say about what the trajectory of our nation is? What does this say about what's coming next? What he's saying is, if you thought that the spending was big before, baby, you better strap in. And you know something? Now it'll give Trump to run against in 2020. Because now they can fail without pretending they don't want to. They can fail and they can have a boogeyman under the bed. That's what this is. And that's why you should be outraged. And that's why you should, no matter what you do, Never, ever vote for a saboteur fraud Republican. Whether it's this seven-foot-a-stupid moron that the only thing I'm happy about in Illinois is that this guy could take the scarecrow and get the hell out of the governor's mansion. Because maybe now we can mount some sort of a fight based in principles, based in, based in fundamentals. Maybe now, maybe now, fundamentals can be re- Restored. And here's the other thing. They don't have to be restored in Illinois. They have to be restored in your damn house because it's only within that house. This is the real effect you have. This is the decision you have. I I think it is a moral imperative that you flee the state of Illinois. I had this discussion with my wife. And uh, for most of you that pay attention, you realize I'm not just tethered financially to Illinois. I'm tethered because my wife loves her family like most of you, love your family, right? You don't want to leave your parents. You don't want to have your kids grow up away from them. But at what point do you recognize what a detriment that is to stay? So I'll tell you what I, I mean, I, I accomplished the fact that I'm going to be leaving in a week um, to start the snowbird season and come back and forth maybe every week uh, for one or two days. I mean, this is the kind of r- reality, this is what I have to do, and this is what people have to do who don't want to bow knee to the failed corruption of Illinois. But here's the re- here's what they don't want you to know, and Bruce Rauner should have been saying this. If Bruce Rauner would have had the principles and fundamentals instead of the lies and the fraud, he could have won this. But instead, it is the fastest-called race In Illinois history, I don't know where the numbers came in. I I forgot to ask Prof. Justin, damn it. I wanted to know if it's the biggest margin in in gubernatorial defeat in Illinois. That's really all that was left from the time he was running. From the time the Democrats... Here's the other thing. If you listen to the Democrat primary, it shows you the immorality of a Chicago Democrat. As they ran properly, both Kennedy and that Vincent Price lookalike, Biss, how they ran against the corruption of jb pritzker and what happens when he gets the primary they step and fetch and they get in line oh we got a caller let's go to mike in little village you see i take the callers even mid-sentence mike thank <laughs> you so much for calling how are you buddy
4: uh good morning it's a beautiful day in chicago but it's a better day in texas and i'm getting out of here Anyone want to buy a house reasonable, um, I'll get gone tomorrow.
1: You know, Mike, isn't that something? I, I sell real estate. This is my real job. This is how I you know, put food on the table. And it's funny. And I've been seeing this for four years. All right? Houses in great neighborhoods. This is a great time to buy a $4 million house in Hinsdale for a $1 million. Or a great time to buy a two or $1.2 million house in River Forest for 600000 When you say you're going to sell your house reasonable, I don't think there is reasonable when the future is straight down the chute.
4: Well, I can't afford... I'm sure that he's going to raise the income tax. I'm sure there's going to be property tax increases. Uh, Madigan will, uh, will help me adjust that if I, if I could afford him.
1: <laughs> yeah, really. I mean, how about this? Isn't this... You know, and I, in real estate, I saw this scam when I first started to practice real estate full-time. It was all about knowing these scumbag lawyers in Chicago. These low-life scumbags, and you go, they're all dolled up in their $3,000 suit, and you say, well, listen, I, don't worry about the property taxes, we'll get it fixed, but I'm in for a quarter. You know, I normally charge a third, but I like you, kid, so I'm going to charge you a quarter of what I save you. You want to talk about an industry that is strictly created because of the open and notorious corruption, and it's a billion-dollar industry
4: yes it is I've uh, I've seen it before I they lowered my taxes I, I had to go to one of them at one time they they managed to get the taxes down a little bit but I'm still
1: uh oh it's still outrageous well that's the game they get it lowered and it lasts for maybe two cycles really one and a half and they crank it right back up on you now you got to call them again
4: that's right that's exactly what happened I'm more worried not about so much about the house taxes I'm more worried that He's going to go like New York and uh, raise the state income tax to 9%. Well, they have to. 9.5 maybe.
1: No, he's going to do progressive because that's the easiest one to sell because your fellow citizen, your next-door neighbor who waves to you, he's really quite jealous. And if he thinks you have more, he'll cheer for somebody to take it. See, this is the immorality of a progressive tax. And by the way, it's completely unconstitutional. The notion... That we look at, at a citizen and say, you know what, you're too good at making money, Mike. Mike, I think you got something sneaky going on. You're too damn good at it because I can't make that money. So I'm going to use these fat, corrupt politicians to take it from you. And I'm going to pretend I'm not a thief. See, this is the other thing. I have such contempt for my fellow Illinoisan that voted for these scumbags. I want to get out of here just to watch them go down the toilet from a bro- from far away. And when they do, I'm going to cheer. It's- it's sad. It's sad, but I think that's called Schadenfreude when you take pleasure in other people failing. But when you truly are the are being bullied, and what what is a producer in Illinois but somebody who's constantly bullied at every corner, extorted, intimidated? You know, I own I own I own still have a cigar store in uh, in Illinois. I have to now worry that my big mouth is going to have regulator, regulators swoop down on me, or pro- I'll close that son of a bitch in thirty seconds if I have to. And that's, that's something I made that decision when I decided I'm going to speak up against this. Because we all know that's what happens. Right? It's,
4: that's true. Uh, like I, Like I say, we, we can expect new taxes on everything. And a progressive tax is not... Does not work. No, I'm sorry to say,
1: it works for the tyrant. It works for government. That's why they they cheer for all these programs because it makes them gods. So now I don't know too much about Texas. I know a lot about Florida, and Florida does not have a state income tax. I don't think Texas does either, right?
4: I'm not sure on that, but if it does, if it does, it'll be far less than Chicago. Have
1: you decided what part you're going to go to? Because you got to be careful. San Antonio. Oh, San, it's beautiful there.
4: Beautiful. Yes, it. It's. it's a better part of the state. It, uh, it doesn't get the cold that Chicago gets. It doesn't get uh, the snow that Amarillo gets. It's it's uh, a, a nice area of the state. Uh, my girlfriend has a, an aunt and uncle that live there and some cousins. So that's why we're looking at that. But uh, my- getting out of Chicago is my main goal. Here's the thing. I- I'm
1: sorry to see people like you go. I really am. But I'm happy for you, too. Because I don't, yeah. here's the other thing. When you have beliefs like we do of conservatism, you're not the same as a, as a Soviet Democrat. We don't take pleasure in, in when people get extorted. You know, this no. is the other thing. You know, I, I, I get criticized sometimes from, from radio hosts. They're like, no, 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 you got to just hit the issues, hit the issues, hit the issues. And I hit the philosophy because without those philosophy, without that underlying philosophy of, of freedom and liberty, you, you are dragged off into this covetous, let's persecute anybody who has more than me. And that's what I've seen the nation happen in my lifetime. When I was a kid, if a guy from my neighborhood did well, the people took pride in that. Look at here's a guy from Monrose Park. He went on to be a billionaire. Look it, aren't we proud of him? It isn't like that now. Now they look at him and they say, look at this son of a bitch. He's got too much money. Let's take it away. That's so right. it's really about that fundamental principle of if you have somebody that takes pleasure in voting for Underwood or Caston or Pritzker, that's a person who is so covetous and greedy that he wants to see you persecuted or or it's the other one it's somebody so mobbed up they're in on the scam that's right so they i will tell you what you. mike they outplayed us mike thank you so much for calling the podcast i really do love it thank you i appreciate have it have a good day you thank too. you bye bye and that's really where you have to go to these states where there is some sense of of morality and as i it was funny as i was um i was listening to a voter who was talking on Channel 7 ABC News at five, 5 o'clock and he was talking about how he was an Illinois Republican but he was going to vote for Sean Casten uh, because he felt that um, Roskam lost the morality of, of conservatism. Now if you've listened to me before Caston was a nominee or was even running, I said, throw this son of a bitch out when it came to Roskam. I wanted uh, uh, Kinzinger when he primaried him two years ago. And I said, throw him out, throw him out. But if uh, the minute I saw Kasten appear and I did my homework on second generation eco-Nazi fraud, green energy, scam, business, air, I said, well, wait a minute. Now you can't vote for this guy. Because, see, that is that is the favorite taxation of the tyrant, the global Green energy fraud that has been proven, by the way, proven for 45 years of predictions. I want you to think about that. Ever since that dim-witted spinster wrote the book about the birds not singing in the spring, that moron, ever since she wrote the book, They've been making predictions on what was going to happen. Should global energy, should green energy not be used? And we still use the dirty coal that we're all going to burn up. You can't go out with sunscreen. No, you're wrong there. It kind of looks like a freeze, stupid. Well, that's called climate change. And that's bad, too, because in some areas it'll get too cold, colder than expected. So they have this weapon of fantasy. This magical unicorn that'll come out and stab you with its unicorn if you don't pay homage. And how do you solve it? Well, you got to pay extra money to these frauds in these green energy scams. That's Sean Caston. So that's coming hardcore, baby. And you'll get the mileage tax. You'll get the cap-and-trade backdoor tax. You're going to eat it up with a spoon. And you know who you think? This fat moron who said he didn't vote for Rascom. Because it's immoral, because of Roscomb's morality. What is more immoral than socialism? What is more immoral than Underwood, lying fraud scam artist, to get the office? And now what is she going to do? She's going to expand the yoke of tyranny called socialized medicine because that is virtuous. See, only they are virtuous. That is what never forget about some two bit vacuum cleaner salesman selling you socialism. Only they have the virtue. Forget about the fact they've achieved nothing and lied about everything. They have the virtue to mitigate property, to mitigate you. And we, here we go. And now for your protest vote against an imbecile, which by the way, I don't like Peter Roskam, but, but he's not an eco-Nazi fraud socialist like Kasten. So when all this happens, when all these ramifications, and we're about six months away from it really getting cranked down. Thank an Illinois socialist. Thank you. When you drive past the businesses, and when your friends go out of business, and your family members have to go on welfare, thank an Illinois socialist. He's going to claim to be a Democrat. But he's not. The only Democrat that can claim to be a Democrat is a is a mobbed-up union one. That's a Democrat, baby. Because when you get these scoundrels in, in private, They're as hardcore conservative as me and you. They raise their kids with the principles of conservatism. But when it comes time to vote, well, they vote it like a thief in the night. They put the mask on and they vote for the socialist. That's why I have no respect for them. None. Zero. For these step and fetch union members. Because they just want in on the cut. That's probably why I I did the podcast route and not the the radio route, because mine's not a popular opinion. Mine is not a popular opinion of strict virtue at the cost of yourself. That liberty and freedom, it's expensive. It's a lot cheaper to be a Soviet. But you ever see how they live? Why do you think at the same time that they implement these socialist policies on all of the ballots, uh, maybe we should legalize marijuana? And here, as a person who believes in individual liberty, you want to be a scumbag, be a scumbag. I don't want to legislate against you. But it's important to be high and to be intoxicated as socialism grows. It's very, very important. Go look at California. When's the last time you took a trip to California? That's extremely important to be high. Because as you realize what they've done to that glorious, magnificent state, you're going to need to be drunk. And God forbid you earn money in Florida or I mean in California. Because if you're one of these earners, you're going to need to be high when they take what you've made what you've worried about, what you've sweated for. Because we, Roscoms of the world, Roscoms of the world, lost the, the, the fundamental footing of what liberty is and what freedom is, of what our guarantee is, our covenant with government. Our covenant with government is that we're not to be treated through favoritism, through pay-to-play. Our covenant with government is that I'm looked at, even if you hate me, as, as the man who, who gives you money, who you love, I'm treated equally. That's the covenant. That has not happened for a hundred years. It is our nature to corrupt it. And that's what we have successfully done, and nothing embodies it more than the Illinois politics. The political atmosphere of what you see. Pritzker, the list is long, from Parkway Bank to his grandfather who built the Cayman Island tax scheme. The list is long of why this guy has never had a job and he's touted on every news station as a businessman. So here's the thing. He has this um, this building in the city. It goes by an address of, uh, of, of, of what he does is he takes young internet entrepreneurs and he doesn't charge them rent. Good grief. Left a message for a station manager. Hold on. Wait a minute. We got Candace out there. Here, here's the thing. I want you on the show. As you can tell, I love the callers. Give me a call at 312-642-5600. I'll put you on to hear your individual stories. That's what I love. I'm a caller. I've given an opportunity here. So if you want to call the show, um, please do call the show. But the idea that this Pritzker sets up this company and he presents it as a businessman. He lets everybody come down there and they don't pay any rent. But do you think he doesn't claim that against income? Oh, no, 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 no. He claims that against income. So everybody how everybody talks about loopholes, he's not a magnanimous venture capitalist. He's a scoundrel looking to circumvent possible taxation. And should you invent something, you sign on the dotted line when you want that little place, and you go there and you pretend you got a job, all these kids in their costumes with their backpacks on, and their mommies and daddies are working four jobs to keep them happy. They go down there and they invent uh, the next Twitter. Guess what it says in the fine print? for Prinsker International Investments, LLC, or whatever scam organization he's calling it. He gets 40% of the take. That's your seed. That's your vent. So this is the business he's in. You know what they used to call that in the music business, right? When they had the big fat producers sitting up, driving Cadillacs, and the poor minority would write a song, come out and sing it, and it would be a hit, and they would take 60% of it. Well, those guys were scumbags back then. No, no, no. Now they're they're business people. Not only are they business people, They can buy the governorship. And this has been my argument against money and politics since uh, Citizens United, which I'm one of the few Republicans that I think it is completely and totally outrageous that you could have billionaires buying the governorship. It happened first with Seven Foot of Stupid Rauner. It happened more efficiently. And I don't mean efficiently because he got bang for the buck. Hey, we got a caller. They said nobody answered. Getting text messages and everything. Could you pick up the phone? Hey, oh, isn't this great? I just I just woke them up. So if you're on the line, keep calling. They'll be there. They're all talking about what's a uh, you know. There's a guy in there in 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 those uh, Jagan ladies pants. I think he's distracted. Um. Anyway. This is what now money gets you elected. How did Underwood beat Holcrum? Money. How did Pritzker beat Rauner? Money. How did Kasten beat Roskam? Money. So we allow these green energy scam artists to funnel in money from out of state. Hold on one second. I got Candace. He will now answer... Sorry about that. Um, funnel in endless money. And and if you look at what their interests are, they don't really do it because they're strict Marxists and they want, to, they want the Marxist vision to expand. That's not the only reason they do it. They primarily do it because it benefits them in the back end. Because when you have congressmen like Caston, when you have a governor who, thank God, by the way, thank God that Gillum didn't win. But when you have congressmen and governors and state reps in your pocket, in, this, in the same way Don Corleone had it in, in, in The Godfather, you end up profiting. So Tom Steyer, who made his money, ironically, in oil, then hedged himself into the green energy business, stands to make billions of dollars when Sean Kasten pushes a cap-and-trade tax because he'll own the exchange. And I could tell you this from personal experience because when Hank Paulson, who, by the way, was a Republican, partnered up with Al Gore, the vice president for Clinton, and they were going to open the cap and trade exchange in Chicago. They went to back then, I, I, I was a trader, and they went to guys who traded a certain amount and wanted them to be market makers by offering them a very low commission rate in a new market. Those are a, That's a Democrat and a Republican. When cap and trade gets pushed through by this house that Stephen Moore said, eh, to tell you the truth, I kind of wanted to, you're going to pay, and that's why they put hundreds of millions into these races. Candace, thank you so much for calling the show, and more importantly, thank you to my distracted producer who answered it. How are you?
5: Oh, yes, thank you. Uh, I'm, ha- I'm having an election hangover this morning.
1: <laughs> i got to tell you, I'm blown uh, away by Wisconsin. I actually talked about you a little uh, earlier you know, in the I, podcast. I met,
5: I met the young girl. Her name is Lindsay, who, who pretty much ran that race from the Racine office, and she told me, because I volunteered the night before making calls. I, I was really surprised how sophisticated their system was. They have this thing, it's all in notebooks, they call five people at a time, blah, blah, blah. But, you know, I heard on Breitbart earlier in the day that they were busing people in just like Chicago does, and you know, nobody's going to convince me, nobody, because in the past they put more money into the Races Against Walker. Okay, so nobody's gonna convince me now All of a sudden, he lost because of Foxconn or whatever. No, you know why he lost? He lost because um, idiots in the GOP and the DNC gave illegals, uh, driver's licenses, government-sanctioned IDs, which allow them to register to vote.
1: Now, do do me a favor. And that's why,
5: yes. Tell me, guys, is, tell me about this guy's. Tell me about this Stephen
1: Hawking look-alike who who can jump around. Tell me what his deal he's is.
5: So creepy looking.
1: Oh who the hell is God! For him? Can you imagine living like next door to the, the only thing worse than governor life. is living next door to this guy. He really is the quintessential creep. But he, he, here's the good news: he looks like he's a, a light switch away from a. I mean, he doesn't look healthy. He looks no. terrible. Is he he's just like some old retired socialist teacher? Is that what it is?
5: Yeah, I mean, I, I—that's why I don't believe that he actually won fair and square. There's, like, I don't know anybody around here who voted for him. Like, I haven't seen any signs in people's yards. Well, much, you've got those nothing.
1: You've got the problem of these of these communist kids going to that uh, Madison University or the University in in uh, Milwaukee. Yeah,
5: yeah. I mean, he barely lost. So, I mean, I, I honestly, I'm going to say this again and again. Um, we did not lose because of Suburban Moms. Um, I'm so sick of that narrative. It's BS. We are losing because of illegal votes. Okay? We gave them government sanction IDs. Both parties did nothing about it. And they are able to register, and therefore they're going to because mm-hmm. they want to vote themselves benefits. It's it's disgusting, and nobody's talking about it. And let me tell you something. Last night was the most disgusting thing I've ever seen. It's Fox News. Coverage where uh, Brett Bear looks like uh, Jack Nicholson uh, across with the Joker with his Botox looked ridiculous. Okay, I like Brett Bear. You don't like Brett Bear? No, not a fan at all. The guy has got some kind of complex and has to do all kinds of face, you know, face crap. And he looks weird. He's looking weirder. I'm a big fan, but you got
1: Here's here's the thing to keep in mind, and I mean this. You know, when you see these frauds, these Republicans who give you the spiel, and then the camera goes off. And they see who they really are. I think at this level, you know, Brett Baer's been around for a decade. At this I level, don't. he's probably so sick, so sick of the scam. And you have to admit, Candace, you have to admit, these Republicans prey on people being riled up versus being principled. I mean, yeah. why do you think? I, I played a clip of Stephen Moore before saying, you know, I kind of wanted this to happen because They win. You understand? This is the thing. When you when you when you have people that trust a person more than a principal, that's when the country mm-hmm. loses, man. And that's when yeah. you watch the spending Candace. You mark my words. And it'll be it'll well, be under listen. the guise of I had yeah. to do it. That's why I was mad yeah. at Trump when he signed the spending bill. What do you mean you had to well, These are all freaking Republicans. What do you mean you I'm had to sign it?
5: My, yeah. Well, I'm kind of regretting my decision not to move to with um to Indiana or so Wisconsin, but I guess one of the reasons why I moved here is because I felt like I was in the show Ozarks. <laughs> yeah. in so you, you start laundering you money around. for the Mexican mafia? I'm is totally that what you did? Creeped out. I, yeah, like oh, you know, I'd be like, okay, here's the childcare place next to the cigarette place next to the liquor. place place next to the gambling place in one you know no i don't like it it. i
1: I mean in the end i love the people but i i drive through it a lot it's not i mean it does it does have some beautiful parts but you know Mm -hmm. to get to it you got to drive for a while and here's the other thing to me it's a lateral move it's a lateral move and you saw that last night it was you know i mean i'm glad that braun won but there's also so many illinoisans that fled there that still have the views of the chicago democrat that they're going to destroy the state. The reason I and I I know you don't like Florida because of the humidity, but the reason I did that, I investigated. I, I investigated that. So I'm I'm ecstatic that Gillum didn't win. But thank it,
5: God, but it's it great. Close too.
1: But here's the yeah. other thing. Here's the other thing about Florida that nobody really knows is that the legislature is so hardcore conservative that God forbid a, a socialist Democrat like Gillum wins the governor race. They'll fight well, him. Well, that's
5: out. the same thing, Wisconsin. I mean, yeah, he might have won. But it's it's hardcore Republican legislators here. That's so I don't a hope think he's going to be able to do much.
1: That's a hope, still- and and they 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 will fight them off. So to me, I'm proud of the fact I represented a, a few Illinoisans to buy property in Florida. I'm comfortable with it. I'm I'm yeah. nervous about Florida. I really am. Um, listen, I got another caller, Candace. Thank you so much thank for calling you. the podcast. I appreciate it. Bye. Oh, I cut her off when she was saying bye to me, and I I really do love Candace. Let's go to Jeff. Jeff, how are you, buddy? Thanks for calling.
3: Hey, Sean. Let me ask you this. Do you think your buddy, and I mean that in a sarcastic way, seven foot of stupid, Mm -hmm. seven foot of stupid is actually happy? That he lost so he could go back to making
2: millions.
1: I get. Well, here's the thing. He's going to make that anyway. He's set up in that infrastructure where, where he profits from Illinois' failure. So I think he was going to make that other <laughs> way. But no no way. Here's the problem I have, Jeff. You saw his yeah. er, his arrogance and his de- uh, detachment from reality when he kept funneling in tens of millions. When we knew months ago when he was primaried by Jeannie Rauner, you knew he was going to lose. You got to remember, he came within a, a, a hair of losing the primary. Here's who I'm who I'm mad at, and in a certain sense, I'm glad they're going to pay. Is the infrastructure of corruption in the Republican Party? See, oh, thank you. Nobody talks about that. The Republican Party is a hair less corrupt than the Democrat Party. These are the same names, brother. The same names have the lobbyist firms. They really do, the Durkens, the Bradys. These are the same guys. They're all lobbyists. The one brother's the frickin' politician. The other four are lobbyist bagmen. It's the same scam. And, and here's the problem in Illinois. They, they have the arrogance of being, uh, we're smarter. We're, we're a little bit, we believe in Jesus Christ. And we're kind of against the baby murder. So we're better than the Democrat. But they're the same scum in on that video ghetto gaming poker machines with Eisner. Gold Rush Gaming. Same scum. That's why, you know, I'm from these neighborhoods, brother. And I'll tell you another thing. That's why that Pete Silvestri, that that moron that he is with the dog on his head, he's a Gold Rush Gaming representative. So he's an agent for a gaming and a politician who gets to decide where the games go. And it's open and notorious. And I go to vote yesterday in Elmwood Park. And here's here's the wannabe gangsters who don't have the courage to look at me in the face because I'll tell you something, I'm dying for a fistfight at one of these polling places. And they, and, and they all got their Pete Silvestri stuff on. Oh, Pete's a good guy? Scumbags to me. Are you there or did I cut him off? And we cut him off. All right, I'm sorry about that. Um, so to me, this is why the Illinois Republicans lost, should have lost, and why they need to be from the ground up. I don't want to hear a lobbyist, an old-world-connected lobbyist to uh the, the, the pedophile Hasert to these wannabe gangsters who are tied up to the video gaming with these pansies, pansies, who pretend they're gangsters. I don't want to hear about them anymore. So it needs a good enema, an enema. And it could start at the top with uh, the, the guy married to the Scarecrow. Homer in Springfield. Give it to me.
3: Greetings, friend. <laughs> Do you wish to look as happy as me? Well, you've got the power inside you
1: right now. So use it and send $1 to Happy Dude, 742 Evergreen Terrace, Springfield. Don't delay.
0: Eternal happiness is just a dollar away.
1: That's my producer, and that's our next business venture. I like it. Just give it one of those nifty names, the way the Republicans and the Democrats give the bills. Unicorns and lollipops, and the people will send you money. So when you're hoisted by your own petard, you scoundrel socialist rats, let us know that those of us who can will leave. Those of us who can't will not produce. Because I'll tell you what, when it comes to lounging around, nobody looks good as I do. And before I'm punitively overtaxed and overburdened, I'll turn that cigar store into a social club, <clears throat> put my feet up, and name it the Green Dragon Tavern, and we'll rebuild liberty from the ground up. So good riddance to all of you scumbag Republicans in on the take. And all of you new frauds, we'll be watching and let's do some investigation. You know what I want to do? Let's have the elect- electric board or electoral board electric board electoral board take a look at Underwood. Because how is it legal? How is it legal to deceive and mislead voters by claiming you're something you're not? I know that they lie in politics, but this is a complete and utter fabrication. Not only that, she doesn't live in Illinois. Living with mommy and daddy to see if you win the election doesn't count. So why don't these guys with these coffee donut stains on their shirt do something in Illinois? Or or are you just going to wait for your marching orders from from the midget Madigan? All right. I've had a good time. Vented a little bit. Now, next Tuesday, we'll be back. Don't forget to give us a call, and you could hear us on the uh, station website or on the station Facebook. This one was so good, I may post it on my Facebook at Sean from Homewood Park. And if you want to stop by the cigar store because you're in on the scam and you think you're a tough guy, I'll be there in about 45 minutes. Thank you.